Hi guys, uh, welcome. This is this is Swipe Right, and we hope that you've read our bio. Uh, but if not, then welcome to the first ever. Uh, totally weren't any other podcast before us. Uh, first ever Sideswipe Rocket League podcast out there on the internet. Uh, I am I'm one of your hosts. I'm Relic. I'm I'm joined by Hunted. Uh, and Hunted, listen, this was this was a thing that we were talking about on like multiple fated rival clashes uh, rival esports by the way we're like hey man we should we should do a podcast yeah yeah we should we should we should do a podcast and and now we're here and it does feel kind of weird i i honestly can't believe we're actually doing a podcast about sideswipe but i'm happy to to be here and we have one of our good friends and known caster of rocket league which you and i can't say uh supersonic <laughs> super hello welcome how does it feel to be the first guest on the first ever Sideswipe podcast in the world? Uh, I mean, it's just the greatest of honors. <laughs> I, uh, I, I can't put the emotions into words. I'm just not really good with words like that. Uh, you know, it, feel, it feels fantastic. Just happy think, to be here, man. Dude, I don't, I don't think saying I, I'm not good with words like that is ever a good thing to say commentator. I say it general. all the time. I don't know if you uh, like most of the time we're like most casters on a broadcast, like they do a slip up and they just kind of let it go. And then like, nobody remembers. I'm like, I call myself out constantly. Uh, you know, I, I figure why let the, why let the audience, you know, take me down when I can take myself down, you know, it's just more, I'm, I'm more efficient and vicious than the chat will ever be. It's like, it's like the first comments where, you you want to get in before the audience, right? So you can you can self dunk on your. I mean, goodness knows how I've gotten a job in this profession, to be honest. But it, <laughs> it it feels good to to dunk on yourself sometimes. Of course, we're hoping not to dunk too much on on people. We, we're looking for positivity first uh, on on swipe right. I mean, that's that's the whole point, oh, right? You I'm swipe right, first guess. you wrong you, you swipe right. For that. You, you swipe right. You hope for a, you hope for a match, and uh, there are plenty of matches to cover. Actually, so really, this is kind of the point. A swipe right is there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff going on out there in the wider esports sphere and uh, there's been plenty of stuff when it comes to rocket league um again we're the first ever sideswipe rocket league podcast in in the world and so we're going to be covering everything eu na oce sam mina a pack you know we're going to be we're going to be covering all of that and on top of that as if you weren't being treated well enough audience members uh you have yourself a lovely fancy interview uh, with one of the premier sideswipe content creators, so all of that to look forward to. But uh, let's let's dive straight in, shall we? Because we don't want it to be too long. We're aiming for like 30, 45 minutes. We'll see how close we can we can keep to that sort of time limit. Uh, this is probably going to be the biggest segment, though. It's EU and NA, the two best covered regions when it comes to sideswipe esports. Of course, with rival esports over in the NA region, you have the fated rivals clash. Uh, over in EU, you have Rocket Baguette, uh, which just recently, uh, as early as, or as late I should say, as last week, um, as of recording, the 25th of January, by the way, uh, had their third week finally broadcasted after two weeks of non-broadcast. I think we should probably stick with, with NA first and foremost, given that both of you guys have only done the NA side of things, and maybe we should stick in with Supersonic here first, right? You know. Oh well, yeah, so. no, I, I agree entirely. And and to be fair, Super, like <laughs> you've had the you, <laughs> you've had the privilege of uh, of commentating RLCS, you know, on on Psyonix's books. You've you know had that experience at the very top end of of Rocky League esports, um, and and this is a chance really to see a different take on Rocket League, but something which has already excited many of people, yourself included. 
yeah, uh, it was actually an interesting one. I I got to uh, the second I got my hands on Sideswipe and I played a couple games. It was instantly one of those things that just kind of clicked. It was like completely makes sense. This is this is a very rarely do you see games cross over when they get remade for mobile or remade to be you know uh, PC games made for console. Any anytime something transitions, it doesn't. And 99 out of 100 times goes horribly wrong, crashes and burns, and it doesn't do anything. This one was one of those ones that instantly uh, kind of got hooked on. And I remember the first day playing it, I actually sent a message off to the guys at Psyonix over to Corey. Um, and he was on his flight to Sweden for the RLCS major. And I was just like, hey, man, if you guys do uh, Sideswipe stuff, I want to be a part of it. I'm addicted already. Please, please let me, please let me be a part of this. Please, please, please. Um, and I've been kind of just trying to see whatever I can get my hands on with Sideswipe. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the world of mobile gaming, especially on the esports side, is way bigger than I think people in NA oh, yeah. realize. I think EU, it's a little bit bigger in EU than it is in NA. But on a global scale, when you start getting over into like China, India, uh, you start getting into like the the APAC region and stuff like that. Mobile gaming is massive, yeah. and like the potential for this game is so high because once again they have created you've got the car you've got a ball you've got a goal and it's a physics based game again and it's those three things and who's better on the day so it's it's a lot of that same excitement you get from standard rocket league put into this mobile format that at times is fast it at the majority of the time is faster paced than the rlcs is so it's just just a lot of excitement and it's constant. It is two minutes of chaos. Yeah, it's, it was crazy because I distinctly remember one of the one of the, the LAN events I was lucky to do with uh, my esteemed colleague Jar of Jam. Um, it was out in in Tallinn, Estonia, and we were out there with uh, the Baltic Esports League. Uh, and let me tell you, the Rocket League on offer was not the primary like game of choice for this LAN that we were at. Um, it, it was a mobile title, actually. Um, I think it's best if we steer clear of the various names and of, of, of you know, <laughs> other competitors and so what, since we, we want to keep this kind of focus in on Sideswipe. But I agree with you totally. Like the, the whole mobile genre, I think a lot of people and a, a lot of casters, I mean, myself included, I'll, I'll, I'll be open and honest with that, you know, as, as late as maybe, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago, I was like, mobile East, why would you have mobile esports when you've got like, actual console and desktop gaming which is is so much more enjoyable and i was literally in that sort of mindset and then you know along comes all of these various mobile versions of different games and now along comes sideswipe and and all of a sudden everyone's looking to get a piece of the pie and hunted in na um there's definitely become an established order uh, in the form of the likes of Amir, uh, Razox, uh, Alex, uh, and it, it was so, it wasn't just an established order, but it was, nobody was really on top for a long time, right? Because it was only uh, week four of the Fated Rivals Clash out of uh, seven weeks total, where we finally had our first repeat winners across both the 1v1 and 2v2 disciplines. Yeah, and I just to go back to what we were saying, just very briefly, I am so glad that this game has at least in the sphere of influence that i have with people that i've known it's finally like people are, are are okay with talking about mobile games because i've followed a lot of them for a long time and i legitimately like the sports scene that there that surrounds a, a good deal of mobile games 
Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe this is finally the opportunity where, like, you know, people start to realize that mobile gaming is just as, can be just as fun to watch, you know, and, and for, as, you know, like you were saying, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, going back to uh, the established order, yeah, I think right now in North America, it's it's very difficult, but I think you have kind of you, you have like a very small group of players that are all like vying to be king of the region, right? And it's like yeah. a, just a bloodbath every week in both ones and twos. And I think it depends on which gameplay you play, and which is also why I want a hoops tournament because I want to see who's better at that <laughs> too. Because I mean, that hoops is completely different. I mean, super. And Super and I play, you know, uh, somewhat regularly. We used to, we kind of ha- haven't played in a minute together. But, you know, going back and forth between regular twos and hoops, uh, it's a completely different game. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that, yeah. that we get that kind of, you know, difference. And I hope we, you know, continue to build on that. But, yeah. Uh, Razox has two wins. So I think that puts him in the front running for like number one in North America, which is kind of funny because of course a, a French Frenchman would be leading North America in Rocket League. <laughs> but um, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to stay that way for long. There are some people that are very, very, very good at this game that have already shown that they can keep up. Well, before we, we throw ourselves into EU, I think talking upon the, the progression of the eSport itself is actually a really good place to sort of have a stopgap here and super we, we were talking about hoops and i think unlike rocket league where you know you look at the rlcs and you're thinking that's 3v3 there are 2v2 tournaments there are 1v1 tournaments but it's not supported as like the s tier of the esport it's very much a, a primary focus on 3v3 i don't really see that happening with side swipe i think that both disciplines uh bring enough intrigue and enough interest to to support uh, both simultaneously, but I think the two v two has a lot more tactical interest in regards to as as Hunted would say, maybe integrating hoops into into the into the scenario. What sort of maps are we going to see? I mean, I want to see some some crazy map offerings, which is more than what you can say at RLCS because everyone fought so hard over those first couple of seasons. We don't want Wasteland. No, no, no only normal maps. I, I think that actually Chaos is is a great idea for Sideswipe because it's, as you say, it's more fast pace. Perhaps you're a little bit more limited in what you can do with only four people on the pitch at maximum at the same time. So so why not throw some, some map hazards in there? Yeah, I'd love to see just more love period to modes outside of the out of the standard you know in rocket league like i'd like to see in standard rocket league i'd like to see more things around um you know outside of just the community ran events for like hoops and and uh drop shot etc but to focus more you know on the side swipe side of things um i don't one ones and twos i think that you run into the same issue in ones that you're gonna that you run into in standard rocket league a lot of it comes down to guy made one mistake goal other way guy made one mistake open net goal the other way when there's the multiple bodies on the field it becomes a little bit more dynamic i think that it's a little bit more interesting in the in the 2v2 setup but having just the same you're gonna run into the issue here where when we start talking about maps it is so limited on the side swipe thing 
uh, side of things that I I think that you have to at some point start integrating the uh, the hoops map in that or make some more maps. I would love to see drop shot. We talked about it on um on uh, was it me and Vaudible or was it me and you that talked about that on the during one of the broadcasts? Might be all three of us. Yeah, well, I think it might have been the three of us to be honest. Okay, yeah, I think yeah, I think it was us. I think it was us three. I think it was the first week that I did uh, sideswipe, but. Something like drop shot, I think, could be really interesting where the entirety of the map would be the equivalent of the standard Rocket League like drop shot floor, but it takes a couple hits and then you could open the net. Your your basically shot placement it could be the ceiling, it could be the wall, the corner, whatever. Um, but I think that there's some ways to work other modes in, and I'm really interested to see just how far they can push sideswipe. Again, it's so it's so early right now, and it it's like does this work? Are we get, do we have a game that's functioning? Is this viable? I think that they've gotten those answers now. And now my interest is what is the depth of this game? Where where are you going to add on to it? How do you take this further than, you know, uh, a hoops map, a low goal, and a medium height goal? I, I need I need a bit more than that. And I'm telling you, this game to me, we we finally have the opportunity to right the wrongs that was the early Rocket League year. Like, if we're going to do Sideswipe, we have six years of Rocket League to look upon and say, did this work? Is this fun? Is this what we want for the game? And, I mean, of course, the games are different, right? Sideswipe is its own unique thing, and that's why I really enjoy it. But we have a chance to finally do something about the standard Rocket League. And don't get me wrong, I've been in the community for six years. I haven't left for a reason. The game is great, but my goodness, do I wish we would have reversed our decision in those first couple of years and allowed these custom maps and these more unique things to permeate throughout the scene and mm -hmm. we have an opportunity, assuming, of course, that, you know, Psyonix continues to pump out new game modes and new maps. And, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I, I have absolutely no idea what it takes to create a new game mode or a new map in Sideswipe. But from a, pers you know, the perspective of handheld and everything like that in mobile games, um, it certainly doesn't seem like the burden is on, you know, necessary the necessarily like the theming of a map right like all the new mm -hmm. rocket league maps have to have a specific theme you know what i'm saying um like we you know we got the nascar map and the i don't know uh you know you hit, yeah, i mean and... you, yeah exactly yeah. but that doesn't matter so much in sideswipe in my opinion it's more of like what can you do what mechanic can you add to the game what you know what obstacles or what you know what can you do to make the game different and yeah. That is what I'm very much looking for, hoping that we as a community can look past the, it has to be played this way for X reason, for stupid it, reasons, because it's going to piss off the pros if we don't. I don't know. I, I, think that, uh, I think that they're not really limited. The limit for them on Sideswipe comes down to, because obviously it's, it's a bit more simplistic. It's, you know two-dimensional rather than three-dimensional in the way that the fields interact. And so in that sense, it's it's a bit more simplistic in the design, but the it comes down to 
the complexity of it comes down to you of it, let's say rumble you add in a rumble mode and oh, you add God. an ability that's an, I'm, I'm just using this as an, as an example because i think it's the most like clear cut that's going to make the most funny. sense is like if you add a button to the screen it has to function on the controller and it has to function well on the screen and building mobile controls and having that feel good would be where the limit is i think that in the terms of the map they're probably fine but in terms of like adding other mechanics and stuff I, i'm i'm curious as to whether how that works out well, and where they would want to do that because that that ui design for controls on screen i've never seen what goes into that but i have watched um i was i worked as a community manager for for people that you both know but for people that listening that don't know i used to work as a community manager for a game called h1z1 when it became z1 battle royale and i did get to experience quite a bit of like going around and talking with all the guys that are working on stuff and seeing how ui design works and things like that i would imagine that trying to design it for a mobile device becomes a bit more complex because you were trying to make it so simple but you have to take things that are done on a keyboard or on a controller and then make that translate so um I just want to see maps for the most part. I think that if we see them start putting maps out soon, um, I think that that would be probably the best sign for like what level of support that they're going to give to the game. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the support already has been incredible to see all of yeah. these multi-thousand dollar tournaments popping up across multiple regions uh, is great. Uh, but I'm, you know, I had an opinion back then when they made the decision to go against including Wasteland at RLCS level. Um, and it's very much the same opinion, which I've got to people who were complaining about the, the, the Wasteland format. Yeah, it's a, it's a meh map. But, but you know what? It's, it, it robbed us of Neo Tokyo fun. Uh, and as I say, my opinion, my opinion remains the same as is the case with this, with this winter split format. Just deal with it. You know, you're all pros. You know, you're all you're all you know talking about the challenge and wanting to do better. Well, you know, this sort of variety, at least for my money, doesn't just make the tournaments interesting. Doesn't just raise the bar for everybody, but uh, it should raise the bar for everyone on a personal level who actually plays the game. We want to see the best quality content, and well, the content is, I think, there to be tapped into. Uh, speaking of content, of course. As we quickly have a little look, look over the uh, the EU series, which, by the way, we're into week four. Actually, today, as we're recording, the 1v1 week four for the uh, Rocket Baguette EU series is actually ongoing with the 2v2 in a couple of days. And then they're on to their final event already, the EU Masters, I believe in a couple of weeks or so. Um, so you've got the likes of uh, Ultimate, Galaxio, NKS, um, Arterus, and really FC Alterus, Ultimate and Arterus. I know, clever name, right? Uh, they're, they're really, for me, the, the, the top of this region. Uh, Arterus at one point was was number one in the world as well when it comes to 1v1. And uh, I am, if we do get to LAN events, let me tell you, that's that's going to be exciting i think it's not just going to be eu and na although again that's for later in the podcast uh but i mean go on sorry have either of you uh well you you were at you were at an event i was gonna say a hundred have you ever seen like a broadcast of of like a mobile land yeah it's it's always the most interesting thing to me because it's like i'm so used to like people like sitting around like the screen everything and then it comes and it's just like three dudes in a, in their chairs mm -hmm. with like their phones yeah, yeah. in their hand yeah. and it's yeah. such a it's it's I, such a it different does... like it visually like i it 100 it makes sense and that's how it would be played and stuff it's just such a like for me live it just has always been this kind of like odd viewing thing and i'm i'm excited to like see what happens 
when we get to that point. I really do hope that it gets to that point that we get international plans. I, I mean, I do think it depends on the... Well, and this... Sideswipe is going to be unique in the fact that, you know, uh, of the games that I watch and, and what have you, 90% of them are all played uh, on the actual devices. So, you know, guys will have either, you know, synth-sized phones or, um, you know, smaller tablets, uh, depending on the game and, and whatever. Um, now, what happens there? You know what? That just made me think. What happens? Are emulators... I, well, this is what I was going to say. This is what I'm... Listen, this is what I was about to say. So, controllers are obviously... I don't care what side of the argument you're on. Controllers are obviously going to be allowed at LANs because Psyonics has directly included them in their video game. It, it is yeah, what it is. Agreed. Psyonics made it possible to play with a controller without any special equipment. So, they're going to allow that... Now, emulators are a much different beast to deal with when you're when it comes to hosting these tournaments, because emulators can't be, you know, like you, you can't have a standard like emulators. It's it's almost like in speedrunning. Emulators are different. They're just a different beast between the different types of games. You're not going to get the same results in an emulator that you are on on a tablet, on a phone, whatever. I'm I, I'm sure when we get to the land portion, these players that are playing on emulators are either going to have to invest money into getting some form of tablet, something like that, or they're going to have to get sponsored, and the sponsors will pay for all of that anyway. But well, then you've got to adjust to playing on a smaller screen exactly. and everything else. Also, is the device an approved device for anybody that hasn't watched mobile esports before? Most mobile esports, I'm pretty. I'm going to use PUBG uh, Mobile as an example. They have a devi- approved device list. Exactly. So it's like, do those... Well, how is all that? There's there's so many little details and things like that. Like <laughs> Now that I'm like diving in, I'm like, there's, there's a lot right? that goes into mobile that are just things that we don't normally have to deal with for like standard Rocket League or any other like standard format eSport that you're used to watching. And we should start a podcast talking about all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, to be fair as well, though, it's 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 as much as we can talk about the fascination of oh well you know is it going to be is it going to be different you know will it be too different for some of these players if they were to go to LAN and and not play an em- we've got to thank those emulator players out there for actually providing streams for the likes of rival esports and and, and rocket forget to actually give out broadcasts to an audience because i think that was certainly something which is lacking of course we do pray that the the spectate mode the the holy grail that is the spectate <laughs> mode is is on its way sooner rather than later uh but i definitely think that the impact that sideswipe would have on an audience you know besides this podcast of course is uh just if there had been no broadcasts that of course severely limits it and we've got to look at content creation as well there have thankfully been a number of content creators out there who've really taken to the game and whether they were in rocket league and, and switched over or, or transitioned into doing some sideswipe coverage or whether they just started with sideswipe from the beginning you know it's all providing this greater picture of well what is sideswipe what is sideswipe esports and and how can it positively affect your life and this really segues nicely into this lovely little interview segment that we got going uh, where we are proud to welcome striped uh, 
striped hi hey relic what's up hey i'm i'm doing good man how are you doing hey i i did say what's up but uh you know i'm glad you're doing well that's really awesome uh, so i'm doing <laughs> i'm doing su- <laughs> sorry that was super hold on cringe. can we <laughs> restart what the <laughs> are you guys doing <laughs> Restarting, we can do that. That was was great. Good content, prime content. (laughs) People love awkward podcasts. Uh, Uh, And you know what? I think it's it's. I mean, listen. I know you're you're someone with with hundreds of thousands of of followers and subscribers across all the social medias. But how does it how does it feel to be the first interviewee? on the first ever rocket league sideswipe podcast wow well you know it is an honor um i mean it's it's absolutely incredible i mean think about it this mm. app has been downloaded what like millions and millions of players oh surely. right and uh yeah i mean it's it's a total honor that's all i can say we have 20 of them listening to it so yeah, at least yeah i mean hundreds <laughs> if not dozens of listeners so i'm excited hey no no it's not it's not episode one in the first week that we're necessarily counting the numbers by it once we're on episode 100 and we've got millions of followers <laughs> right and they're like where did it begin oh, and they'll of course. come back here yeah, yeah and so actually speaking of the beginnings of course striped uh, for anybody who doesn't know you um i'd be surprised if anyone listening doesn't know you at this point but for anyone who doesn't they're just you know what is this podcast what is this man tell us what you do um okay yeah sure so uh i am a rocket league creator um i've been playing rocket league since really 2015 uh, just a couple months after it came out i kind of got into it through a friend and just uh fell in love with the game and uh, as time went on i started making content for it just because i saw some potential and when the game went free to play i was lucky enough to uh, ride that wave of new players and just kind of mm-hmm. uh really grow incredibly fast so now my channel has grown to about 450,000 subs, hopefully 500k soon so I can win this race, but we will see. <laughs> um and yeah, we're we're pretty huge. But when Sideswipe came out, man, I just started I just I was like this is it. This is fun. This is different. Uh I played Rocket League for so long, so I needed something fresh. So I've been making content about that and uh grinding it too. So just kind of competitive player for Sideswipe and I guess content creator for Rocket League. Yeah, and so actually, I mean, the whole Rocket League content creation scene, I feel, has been having this big conversation about where do we go next? You know, what do we do next? I know Leth, for example, he's kind of got his own niche with his map creation and all that. Right. But for everyone else, it's like, what do we do? And so I guess for you, looking at Sideswipe, it is almost like this detour, but the best detour that you can get because now <laughs> you've got this entire other game to delve into. And, and for my money, you're certainly one of the best sideswipe content creators out there. Nice. Your videos are, are so entertaining and your most recent one uh, as of recording, actually, I think the big question for everyone, right? Oh yeah. Controller versus touch screen, you know, is, to. It, does it make a difference? Controller or touch? Um, yeah. You know, I think it kind of depends where you're coming from. If you are a first time player, I don't think it matters much. Um, you're going to kind of suck no matter what you do. So, yeah. you know, uh, if you're playing bots, though, you know, you're going to feel good about yourself, controller or touch. But me coming mm. from Rocket League, I mean, that's my comfort zone is with a controller in my hand. So I've always been using it, but um, it kind of depends. There's input delay if you're a Bluetooth controller to your phone kind of guy. So I think that can hold you back. But then there's mm. also, you know, your thumbs are literally in your face if you're holding your phone to your face. So that's another disadvantage. So I've seen players get on both sides, but the dominant is definitely controller. I think Hunter Hunted is uh he wants to hunt down all of the controller users. <laughs> oh yes, he's against he's, them. He's, yeah. <laughs> Dang, oh, that's no, no, tough. No, no. You have to cast esports events then, because that's no. all we do. <laughs> what is a slander? What? <laughs> I haven't played this game without a controller yet. 
<laughs> I haven't actually oh, tried to touch. I don't know what you're talking Relic, about. Relic, was that just a baseless yeah. argument there? Did you have nothing? Oh, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Honestly, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know... I, Speaking of the esports scene, of course, you're you're one of the content creators who, as you you know said, you you consider yourself, um, and you are you know let's let's not beat around the bush here. You are a player in the esports scene, and you had your most successful week uh, last week in the Fate oh, yeah. Rival Clash. And uh, I guess from from like a a person's perspective, where you're only looking at the esports scene, it's like a wow, this guy came out of nowhere. You know, and he's so good, <laughs> yeah. he's so crouchy. But but it feels to me like there's always, especially with a blossoming esport, those guys behind the scenes who are just biding their time and waiting. And it's it's just a case of we are literally what five, six, seven weeks into the esport exactly. as a whole. Yeah. How how has the experience like been for you? overall i mean i guess i guess being a content creator it must be quite busy and time consuming and so there's not as much time to go in week after week to try and earn the cash on that front for sure yeah it, it's been super fun i mean honestly i've always been an incredibly competitive person i love sports esports all the all the things um so rocket league itself you know i was really competitive in for a long time but never really got a chance to dip into the pro scene or i guess that top tier you know a top 100 le leaderboard kind of play but once sideswipe came out um i managed to meet uh, i made a video on it too one of the alpha gcs and he and i just started grinding and he showed me kind of all the mechanics all the fun that this game has to offer and kind of really got my toes wet with like the competitive scene i was like yes that's that's where it is so once i really fell in love with you know competing at a high level um I made time for it every single week, um, regardless of the video that I was publishing. So even if it was a Rocket League video, I was still going to make time in my schedule to grind Sideswipe just to improve. And uh, lately, yeah, that's really paid off. Um, I found a good teammate. We've got good chemistry together. And we are just putting in the hours that I don't think anyone else is right now. And I think that's why we've climbed the leaderboard so fast and really come out of nowhere and started to take the, the tournament scene. So hopefully we can do that in the big tournament coming up, too. I was going to ask, is the Alpha GC and your teammate Beeps, uh, for anyone who wasn't uh, knowledgeable on that, are, are they right. one and the same, or is it was it different no, people? No, I, you know, Fist Guy was actually the Alpha GC. Uh, oh, Fist Guy! Oh, yes, of course. Right. Um, me and him were actually teammates for a while in the preseason, but one thing led to another. He ended up pairing off with someone else, and Beeps only recently has become my teammate. Uh, we used to be just for fun, casual teammates in the preseason two, and we kind of grinded up to champ. And then I started switching back to Fist Guy, but actually recently reconnected with Beeps and uh, it just makes sense. I think Hunter and I, we, we do have an appreciation for people who actually put some effort uh, into their team name. And this, I think this, <laughs> your, your, one, your one is one of the rare cases where, yes, it's based off your names, but also Stripey BP. It's, it's so just, clean. I mean, yeah. it's great, it's clean. There's yeah. no stopping that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's stripes on it. There's beeps on it. Uh, that's the only name I could come up with in the two seconds I had to register before I almost didn't for the tournament. So it worked out. <laughs> hey, Hunted, um, we've got a multi-hundred thousand subscriber content creator in our... Is there anything Is there anything that you want to ask Striped? I mean, yeah, but we only have 15 minutes. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Too, too many things. Yeah, uh, well, number one, you know... Uh, we've been kind of speculating. That's kind of what this first episode's been. Honest, <laughs> is pure speculation. And from somebody who is making content for the game, 
actively um and also competing at the same time you know number one where do you see the scene going and where do you see you know what what is your hope i guess moving forward anything that you'd personally like to see uh you know whether it's psionics adding additional features or anything like that but you know just in general what do you want to see moving forward well, I think the most obvious thing that comes to mind as a content creator and one who participates in tournaments, I mean, there needs to be some form of a spectate mode and replay mode um, if I had to just recommend something. I mean, as me personally making content for the game, I feel limited that I have to stick my car in there just even, <laughs> right. you know, see, see the match. It just doesn't work. And you guys, I know, have to watch streams to make it happen. So that's the feature I first hope they add. But I think... I hope this game turns out like Rocket League has, where it becomes esports carried, because there's always hype when a game is released, because it's fun, it's new. But what improves the longevity of a game is if you can get teams and organizations behind it to keep the players seeing the high-level players and want to grind up to be just like them. So I'm hoping the long term as organizations see this as an opportunity and then start to sign teams, get them playing bigger tournaments, bigger seasons, all the above. And even speaking about that too, I mean, we've seen um, very limited, you know, like Ophelion Esports in in you know, this guy you just mentioned. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, he I don't know what his if he has an agreement with them if he's playing for you know if they if they're giving him anything to to play under that name. But right. even in other regions, um, uh, well, Nibs fifty five in APAC. Yeah, for yeah, right. I, I mean. <laughs> yeah just very limited we, we're already seeing that that you know you're always going to have that where there's the smaller and i guess you can't really say that about some of them but, you know you have mm-hmm. some of the smaller esports organizations uh, already um kind of latching on i i you know i i'll pose the question to you i think i kind of already know the answer but you know after this initial wave of psionics held sort of content and and events you know how do you draw the like how do you keep the interest of the esports not just the players but also how do you draw in these organizations to you know to pick up these kind of players um well are they do they need to make content like you're doing or or is it more of just grinding it out well it's a combination of things i mean the reason they're in the rocket league scene is you know exposure and they've got a huge audience who is already invested in rocket league who wants to see their stuff plus you've got a perpetuating system where people are making content around the esports team giving it more and more so for instance just by me posting a video let's say you know there's a pro team and i can bring them on to do a challenge i mean that's a huge win for the esports team because they've just gained a ton of exposure just because they've gotten to be featured in content but also you know you've got to host these tournaments you've got to invest in these players and um I just hope that they recognize this is a growing esport like Rocket League was when it first started. You know, I'm wondering. I, Cloud Nine's been debating us for what months now. <laughs> just, just, just join Sideswipe. <laughs> I think. Sideswipe. Yeah. That's the way forward, right? Listen, that's it's going to be the big org pick pickup. It's going to be Stripey BP. Oh, I'm up down. Cloud nine. Send it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been. I know my agent's been trying to force all these orgs to pick us up, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hasn't gone well yet. But hopefully, it does soon. 
Well, listen, I sincerely hope that you are picked up. I sincerely hope that your channel continues to go from strength to strength. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, man. And uh, yeah, good luck with the rest of your esports and content creation career. <laughs> Thanks. Dude, I appreciate pleasure. it. Dude, this has been so fun. I'm super happy to be the premier guest, maybe the most important guest, maybe of all time. So uh, it's really true. happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Hunt down all the controller players for me. <laughs> so thank you very much, Striped. As uh, it's lovely getting to know a little bit more of the man behind, I guess, the YouTube machina in this case. Uh, certainly no machinery to be found over in OCE. It's all passion. And the OCE Swipe series is, is really interesting for my money because they've started at the same time as these other regions. You know, it's been backed by Psionics and JBL, you know, organized by RL Oceana, plenty of experience in, in the Rocket League scene. Got great broadcast teams on there and and the gameplay as well has been you know really enjoyable to watch from the likes of uh, uh shmuri winning in in week number one and week number two as well in the 1v1 you know seeing that story develop i think one of the things that we've known about rocky league for a long time now hunted is that eu and na are very much the the pinnacle right you know that's where the best teams we've seen multiple players from different regions trying to make their break in these regions because they believe that in a brutal fashion i guess their own region is holding them back from raising the level of their game does oce because it's starting out at the same time as these other regions with big backed tournaments do they have an opportunity here to be on a level pegging once if we reach that first land environment um i mean it's hard to say it, i i think what's really going to tell the story of the region is what kind of support do they have not just from psionics but from the community from you know from everything that goes into the game moving beyond these first eight weeks or whatever you know the beyond the initial startup from psionics when it comes to these right? mm -hmm. so eu and na are i mean it's just a fact you know there's more viewership there's more there's, there's just plain more people that are interested and there's more people in general you know what i mean yeah. um i think oce has always been plagued with just low population count low player count and it forces them to have to you know play against the same few people you know over and over again and i don't think it's going to be any different here however you know they got the game first right i mean they they spent what months with it before anybody touched it in north america i mean of course it is true you know there are always going to be people who you know uh uh what's it called um i'm blanking on the word but um Anyway, uh, for a mass majority of people in North America, nobody got to play it uh, until OCE was months in. And I I mean, does that matter? I doubt it. We saw it with Rocket League, right? How many people, uh, you know, played uh, the first iteration of Rocket League and then just got immediately overtaken once everybody got used to the game? You know what I'm saying? It just kind of is what it is. <laughs> 
I I know those feels because uh, Sideswipe went from super fun and refreshing to same old Rocket League levels to play. And <laughs> I think for the for the OCE scene in particular, I was I was mentioning that oh you know like you know Shmori meet you know wins week one and week two. Of course, because they have had their their Rocket League Sideswipe fix for longer. When it comes to the, the the OCE Swipe series super, it's actually the longest running, uh, which is nearing completion as well. Shmori in particular, he's currently ranked number 12 in the world in 1v1. Interesting to note that. He won every single week of the 1v1. Every single week, Shmori was on top. Wasn't quite the case in the 2v2. You, you did have... Um, Oh, you you did have Scarth and Matro coming in to win a couple of tournaments before then Shmori decided to ditch his original teammate uh, Sizels, I think it was, <laughs> ended up forming the Sour Smalls with Sour uh, and then went back to win the 2v2. So we're almost seeing like a, a Rocket League Middle Eastern style of situation here where you've got this one player. This one player who just so happens to be really, really good at the game, uh, but you know, is 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 that what this region might need to put itself on the map? Because as Hunted has rightly pointed out, population in games, you know, it does vary. It's why NA and EU historically in esports overall, along with the likes of South Korea, you know, these regions, uh, China as well, these regions have that player base, right? They have that natural accumulation of interest in gaming. Uh, Australia, there are people that like to be outdoors. You know, New Zealand, there are people that like to be outdoors. I understand why. Very beautiful countries. Um, but even still, even if it's one hope in Shmori, whichever person he ends up teaming with on a, on an international level, it still feels to me like a better starting point for the region on an international level than, say, Rocket League, where, yeah, you had Canberra and, and all these big OCE teams getting to land, but not getting very far. Yeah, it, it's... It's interesting, and it does come down to really at the end of the day what what uh, what Honey was saying is just purely the number of people that exist. Not even esports fans, just gamers, just the number of people. Period, and and that does affect the overall percentage of players playing, and the it allows you to uh, basically advance yourself quicker. You watch you watch teams like. True neutral come up in the strides that they've made in standard RLCS by moving to North America, where there was a tougher competition, and how much that caused them to grow in a single split, and that affects it at the end of the day. So you're saying he's 12th in the world, right, rank wise, yep. but at his level, how many people can he actually get that he queues into? How fast are those queue times for him at that level versus what would it be stateside? and they can achieve points quicker. If you put him in that same environment, would he be number one right now in points because he's able to get mm -hmm. games quicker and put more points on the board? So it it the number of people, I think, is always going to have an effect and, uh, and unfortunately just doesn't benefit regions like OCE. Um, even Sam and Mina, these other regions where it's just not as 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 big as it is, it, yeah, as big as an accessible. I mean, uh, it internet. Uh, how many people have internet in those areas? The access to mobile devices or computers, no, et cetera. It, it's no. just all of those things have an effect. Now that not so much at OCE, the internet stuff stable there. I'm referencing well, other regions, but it's it's it has it has a big effect. It's one of those. Is it going to? I think that they're right now. If we if we did if we had a land right now, 
I think that OCE comes in and they do just fine. I think that they compete. Uh, what does that look like in six months, though, of everybody having six months of times and games and advancing? Does OCE advance at the same level and keep pace? I, I'm not sure. The only thing, only thing I want to say to this point, though, is mobile gaming is 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 different man it just is different is. because you look at some of the largest you know you're talking you even mentioned PUBG not too long ago some of the best and brightest in the game come out of countries that typically underperform on, on console or pc yep. in, in like india and and saudi arabia the middle east in general and you know that's not because OCE. it is more accessible on the phone. The exactly, phone, the phone fixes a lot of those issues. So I, I guess this the way I worded similar. it, yeah, I think the way I was wording it came off harsher than I intended, and I wasn't really thinking it through. It's it's much more. I think that there's a better chance here than something like standard Rocket League. Obviously, the mobile changes that game a lot. I just, to me, this is this is speaking without knowing. The numbers, right? I haven't done the research on the numbers of like what is the population difference, like the percentage difference of people in OCE that play uh, mobile games versus playing on standard consoles or PCs, like uh, like those numbers. Like I can't break that down, so it's an area of unknown for me. This could also be the first big mobile esport in NA and E, because again, historically, mobile esports have been yeah not They're not supported. big here <laughs> correct and mm. this could this i mean if psionics plays their cards right and granted they're gonna have they're gonna have to have you know a pretty big push and and there's gonna need to be interest drawn but if they play their cards right this is an opportunity to launch the mobile title in north america and because nobody else nobody plays the other ones to the same level that the rest of the world does it's almost like it's almost like mobile esports are are you know european football and we finally it's 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 almost like if we made a different version I, I don't know. My this this is now just kind of going off the rails for me a little bit here, but <laughs> but it's very similar to me in the fact that like you know in America, soccer, European football, whatever you want to call it, is not nearly as popular. But this has an opportunity to finally introduce us to the more open world that is you know mobile esports. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, should we should we mention other titles? And then we're mentioning other titles. So I think it is worth <laughs> mentioning as well that, um, that, for example, League of Legends Wild Rift uh, this year in particular is looking to make a huge push into that European North American market. It is a, it is a market that absolutely can be tapped at this point, I feel. Um, and so time is against Psionics, at least from the outside looking in uh, to to get this off the ground. But again, it's it's why investing so handsomely into the into the esport from the off uh, is is at least to me speaking a lot of positivity and a lot of positive things i don't know what exactly the timeline is when we're expecting to see a sideswipe championship series or something but already seeing all of these tournaments going off and you know that's that that to me at least is saying that you know psionics is serious about it of course there is still 
interest to be gauged. I mean, goodness, we can touch back on that earlier question or that earlier point of like, we don't know how much depth this game is going to have yet because that depth is also going to determine whether this podcast lasts beyond the month or whether it goes on for, you know, 10, 20, however many plus episodes. We just don't know at that point. The, the guys with all the cards, of course, is Psionics, and we certainly hope to hear more. And also, again, uh, another shout out to RL Oceana uh, doing lovely streams on over on their side of the world. Uh, the reason why it's not as well covered, of course, is because they get up at crazy hours and and their time zones are stupid. Yeah, um, yeah, and get, yeah, get so... with the rest of the world. Fix your time zone, <laughs> Australia. God, but seriously, <laughs> but seriously, lovely guys it. over there. If you get to check out the vods. They're definitely worth watching. Great bunch of folks over there. Uh, and a great bunch of folks over in the last regions that we're going to be covering. You got Sam, you got Mina, you got APAC. Sam Swipe, really for me, the biggest of these regions right now. They're doing something slightly different to the others where they're not unfortunately broadcasting their qualifier stages uh, for Sam Swipe. But that's just it. They've got different qualifier stages. They've got an invitational final after these qualifiers. Uh, you're still uh, just looking at Sam Swipe Qualifier 1, for example. They are only doing 2v2, as far as I can see. They're only doing 2v2 tournaments. Huh. $800 for the winner, $600 for second, $300 for third and fourth. So again, big, big money for the region for each of these qualifiers, uh, let alone the invitational final, which is putting up a whopping $15,000 prize pool. That is a heck of a bunch of dollars uh, for people who are literally just stepping into this new eSport realm. Uh, homeless winning the first week through uh, Grumps and uh, Nafeps. I'm going to say that's how you say that one. Uh, the second qualifier uh, and onward have yet to be played out. The second qualifier due to start uh, actually today. It is happening this evening. So I'll probably be keeping an eye on Liquipedia or, or wherever the bracket is with, with great interest uh, at, Mina and APAC as well, unfortunately, have not they've not had much going on. We talk about week one for Mina and week one for APAC, but they've actually not had anything beyond week one since last year. And so we're looking at APL with with bated breath. We really hope to see more from, from those regions. Again, decent prize pools, like take, for example, uh, the Middle East and North African week one 2v2, uh, where the winners went home with $1,200. It's not chump change, uh, but I certainly hope uh, hunted at least in the future that whether they need a spectate mode or not, that we do see broadcast or coverage of some time or you know of of some kind. Since these these regions are playing for big money, and surely those matches should be seen for everyone. Well, yeah, and and the the bright not the bright side, but the kind of the hope is that. There already exists plenty of folks that are, that are Rocket League aligned in those regions that are more than willing to work with Psionics to get those things broadcast. You know, you've got Rocket Street, South America, and then you have, you know, the APL guys. I don't know how involved they're going to be, um, you know, when it comes to, to the Middle East and things like that. They've put on a lot of Rocket League coverage there, so... I'm hopeful, um, and speaking of, if anybody in any of those regions is listening to this podcast and you need commentators, I <laughs> am able to wake up at crazy hours and talk about video games. So, Hey, higher uh, swipe up. right. Uh, yeah. Higher swipe right. We're, we're here for all of your needs. Relic and uh, I are great. Super. I mean, he needs a little work, but he's, he's okay. we'll work him out. 
<laughs> it's also fun uh, super seeing the not just the the well i was gonna say not just the orgs we do have an org that stepped into uh, apac in particular uh, you might be familiar with the name of nymphed 55 uh which Ooh. went on to win nymphed 55 <laughs> it's, well, it's, i mean it's, it's they do things yeah yeah nymphed 55 are the team that took down um tokyo verdi Yep. In in APAC, and it's like, what? Well, guess what? They also actually won the first 2v2 tournament in Asia Pacific. But on the, on the meaner side of things, it's all Samrock Gaming, baby. Um, <laughs> well, not quite not, not quite all Samrock Gaming, baby. To be fair, I don't know how you say the winner of the 2v2 tournament. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in Arabic. I can't translate, but it's Mr. Mage M and Ali who are definitely at the top of the one v one scene. But if you uh, if you eye up uh, the fourth placed team, Yup Yup, uh, features two name uh, two names that actually anyone who's commentated or seen the the, uh, the Mina region will be quite familiar with in TRK and Mosen. Of course, TRK of of Sandrock, Mosen uh, of multiple teams actually he's, he's tended to bounce around. But also uh, in the one v one tournament, I'm not sure if it's Okalid. Because it's just Khalid, but I want to believe that it is the same Khalid from from Sandrock. So, I think we saw uh, Lethemir and T Corel in NA switching over to Rocky League. So, I think super for 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 pros that are looking at Rocky League and maybe thinking, yeah, are we ever going to reach the heights? Are we on the way out? Sideswipe providing perhaps uh, a second route for money in the esports industry. Yeah, it's uh. Also, I can't I can't decide now because now I have to go back. Is it TRK or is it Turk? Because I've been told from their side, org side, that it's both. So I don't know. I don't know which yeah. way to pronounce that. And that's where my brain went when you said TRK. Um, See, the, the thing is, is that but, from so like TR. I always go TRK because when it comes to Turk, like from basically every person from that region that I've talked to, to call someone a Turk is either Turkish or referencing like historical you know proud people of the region but i also know that that there are plenty of people out there who would like to throw it around as if it's an insult so that i've i've tended to stay as trk myself i get yelled at regardless of which way i say it if i if whichever <laughs> one i pick on a broadcast 100 percent the guy that wants me to say it the other way is there and he's gonna find me on reddit to let me know that that's how <laughs> i should have said it but uh yeah it's it's um it's cool to see a lot of the people kind of switch over. I know Lethemir played a little bit. I know that we got to see, uh, you know, some guys. Um, Ranny. Ranny played one of them, the one of the 1v1s or 2v2s also, right? King Ranny? I he think was in uh, one of the 1v1s one one. fated rivals. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, seeing people from standard RLCS ecosystem and Rocket League, you know, uh, content creation and stuff come over and seeing them enjoy it. Yes. Is a big thing, right? I expect when Rocket League releases something for Rocket League content creators to go touch the new Rocket League thing to make content. It doesn't mean that they're doesn't always mean that they're doing it because, hey, this is awesome. I really enjoy this. I want to go. I'm excited about this. It's hey, I need to do content. This is what I do for a living. Um, most of the guys though that I've seen, regardless of region, that have played it have thoroughly enjoyed the game. It is it is a very enjoyable game even if I, I would say even if you're not a rocket league player if you played if your first time experiencing the rocket league i mean do we call it the rocket league universe like i don't not really like yeah, lore cool. so i mean kind I'm of sure the rocket league universe yeah. uh the first time you touch the rocket league universe you're gonna have a good experience um it, it's a lot of fun so at the at the at the esports side of it seeing those guys 
at the at the highest level come over and be able to compete and you know have fun and translate some of that their ability over into sideswipe i think it's just it, it's all again it, it we've kind of uh keep going back to it but it it's just the game's done really well and as long as psionics continues to nurture it i think that this game the the ceiling for the game right now i don't know where it is i don't see it it's not in sight uh we can build a lot higher so i'm just i'm just kind of on standby right now waiting to see where psionics goes with it yeah iron egg captain egg america i can i can see it um but i also fear that we are seeing the end of the podcast we are approaching our own end game here on the first episode i believe we've come in at just under an hour so 45 minutes we did it boys you know what we did it boys we had a great time we certainly hope that all of you had a great time please if you got any feedback let us know uh this is of course the first ever rocket league sideswipe podcast and so uh first uh but also we want to be the best so again let us know let us know your feedback on twitter whatever um we've got at supersonic we've got at uh hunted casts yes sir hunted cast no s hunted cast okay. no s it's important civilized got, uh, <laughs> just civilized uh, we've got at just relic actually relic with a q not with a c again i'm sort of like you want to spell of... mine spell mine relic <laughs> tell S- them how to s s u p three r s lowercase zero n one k lowercase zero it's lowercase zero oh man it's super you need to change <laughs> we went through I, uh, an entire you know i have actually so years ago i actually looked at, at the changes for it and uh i i could i could not get any of the names to change and at this point i'm like seven years into this esports journey i just i can't do it maybe a change maybe i come maybe i can become just super just gotta super. love getting Gotta love getting through almost an entire episode without expletives, and then that last one at the end, which has to <laughs> yeah, be yeah, my name, my name is Th- the one that does it. Thankfully, Hunted's the one editing this, yeah. so that's more work for him. We'll all laugh later, but anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, more sideswipe action on the go. Uh, just you know, remember to download it from whatever app store you've got, play it, enjoy it follow all of the various organizations that we've got the likes of apl rival esports rocket baguette rl oceana is there anyone else i'm missing i think it's the sam region isn't it yep rocket street as well go follow all those people on socials and on twitch for all of your good streaming action we've all loved it you're all loving it and remember folks you can swipe left but we'd much rather you swipe right take care